guys. Welcome back to another football update. Uh, this is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, today we have some pretty cool stuff. Uh, we're gonna be, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, fantasy mm-hmm. football. Uh, Robin's going to ask me some questions that you know, help you guys out and uh, just uh, understand mm-hmm. football and uh, for fantasy. And also there's a new kind of format of fantasy that we're going to talk about towards the end called Best, Best Ball, uh, one of the more popular websites that do that does the best ball style fantasy is uh, underdog uh, mm-hmm. underdog sports but uh, before we talk about fantasy we're just gonna quickly talk about the news uh, going on in the NFL and we're gonna hand it off to Robin. All right, thank you Andy so um, a few things that have come up some suspensions and some signings in the last couple of weeks and I'm just gonna try and go quickly through them uh, three game suspension for Alvin Kamara for uh, I think it was right after the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago um, a little fight that he had, him and his entourage with someone. Uh, Six-game suspension for Charles Menahue. He had, I think, a uh, domestic violence charge that came up during um, the playoffs when he was with the Niners, and he since signed with the Chiefs. Um, Six-game suspension for Dwayne Eskridge, who I think also had a domestic incident for the uh, Seahawks, which is still being adjudicated, I believe. And then, uh, is, are any of those three suspensions um, big in your mind, or do you think the teams involved should be able to overcome them? Uh, well, if I remember, they're actually trying to get another person. Oh, yeah, I believe uh, the Saints are trying to get Kareem Hunt, but yeah. on top of mm-hmm. Hunt possibly going there, they got, they got my guy from, from the Lions over there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a Williams, you know, really awesome yeah. guy. Jamal Williams, yeah. Yeah, Jamal, yeah. And just, like, he'll, he'll, be, he'll probably get the, the production points, mm-hmm. uh, you know, while, while tomorrow's gone. Yeah. Uh, the other two, I don't see them, like, hugely mm-hmm. affecting their teams, but, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. But the only team I think might be safe for the first couple games is the Saints. You know, they got a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good offense, you know. We got Derek Carr, who's a very capable uh, quarterback, and uh, let me mm-hmm. just look up their schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too difficult mm-hmm. uh, starting out. Let's see. So you start with Titans at home. That that seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then you got you know the Panthers. And then followed by the Packers. So those are mm. all pretty winnable games, you know, because yeah. in my opinion, you know, the Packers are trying to find themselves. Mm. The Panthers, I, I would give it a hand toss because, you know, Frank White is a great yep. coach, but you don't, you know, you don't know. And then you got the Titans. So, yeah, I think, I think out of all those teams, the Saints will be the most fine during that suspension. And, you know, mm. at first I was shocked by the his length, but then mm. I realized that uh, because of the police stuff he did, Mm. You know, that's why the NFL decided to go with three games. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I do, they also have the rookie Kendra Miller, so that, you know, they draft in the third round, so he might contribute earlier than expected, and they also looked at Kareem Hunt, as did the Colts on a free agent visit, but nothing's of that yet. And then the Chiefs, the only thing with them is they still don't have Chris Jones in camp, and Omenihu was probably brought in, to do some of the stuff Frank Clark did before he got let go. So, um, but yep, those are just some of the big suspensions. Now to signings, um, Malik Hooker, safety for the Cowboys and Trayvon Diggs, both signing extensions to help round out that secondary. 
Bears um, dipping into a bunch of the cap room they still have left, signing Yannick Ngakwe. I believe he's had like eight sacks in six, seven straight years. And Mercedes Lewis, probably the oldest tight end in the league, but maybe one of the best blocking still left. Uh, Cameron Jordan signing extension, probably going to stay the rest of his career in New Orleans. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, Logan Wilson for the Bengals signing extensions. Colts signing Kenyon Drake with the Jonathan Taylor situation going on. Also having, as said before, Kareem Hunt in for a visit. Um, Eno Benjamin for the Saints at running back. He ruptured his Achilles, which is why they looked at Kareem Hunt. Uh, Vikings claim former first-round receiver Nikhil Harry off of waivers. Uh, Panthers signed defensive end Justin Houston to a one-year deal. Eagles signed linebackers Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. Um, Lions sign, signing uh, Teddy Bridgewater to be the backup under Jared Goff. Patriots bring back defensive end Trey Flowers. Um, he was with the Patriots for a bunch of years, then went to the Lions for a couple and then the Browns bring Shelby Harris at a defensive tackle. Um, so among those moves, anything stand out to you as um, difference-making? I, I think a lot of them are very, very uh, solid add-ons for their mm. teams. You know, uh, to me, again, just going back to the Saints, like I know he's staying there, but like... Mm. I think that makes a, a difference because he is one of the stars of that team. Yeah. That's, that, that's why I think it is a difference maker. Just sign that big extension, you know. Mm-hmm. You're definitely securing the future, you know, which is, you know, I, I think Derek Carr could be fine in the mm-hmm. Netherlands, but, you know, he's, he's a newer face, you know, mm-hmm. so you just you do want to keep the, the fans happy with the stars they do know and support, kind of. Yeah. And then, so, they also did bring in, as I said, Kareem Hunt and um, Anthony Barr, linebacker, on free agent visit, but haven't signed either. There's one other item. It was uh, Matthew Judon getting a new contract from the Patriots to get some more upfront money and a chance to make up to $18 million this year. So, I do want to point out the Panthers with Dustin Houston and the Browns getting Shelby Harris. Both teams had pretty talented D-lines, and now they add more depth. So, they kind of look like both sneaky th- contenders although Panthers might be too young and the AFC might be too loaded especially in north for Cleveland but could be moves that move the needle a little bit um but now we'll get into the fantasy football realm and Andy um who are the top guys quarterback running back receiver tight end you name it for uh fantasy this year uh well for me uh top Quarterback-wise, that I mm. honestly I think you should take even in the first. Like personally for me, just because they, in my opinion, they make the most points. Mm. Nine out of ten, like top tier quarterbacks, the three or four. Mm. If you have the option of getting Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts, mm. yeah, like, definitely go for it because everyone's always <laughs> looking for like you know those number one or number two running backs, mm. you know. And also, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, all those top-tier receivers. Also, on that same vein, mm-hmm. the only tight end that I would get in the first round is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just because how his talent he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, other than that, you have, 
you know, stats-wise and projections, for me, number, number one uh, in uh, in terms of running back is just my, my boy mm. Christian McCaffrey. Mm. You know, yeah. A lot of people, you know, were criticizing, you know, mm. you know, like, uh, sorry, guys, I'm trying to think of, you know, just criticizing him in the past years through the injuries, but, you know, the reason for those injuries was he was he was the workhorse of that team mm-hmm. for the Panthers. And, you know, yeah. I, I think now he's in the perfect situation, mm-hmm. you know, to tear things apart, you know. Uh, then, of course, you got, uh, I, I believe Eckler signed his yeah. temporary extension. So he, a lot of these guys, you know, are finally there. Um now, I forget, is Josh Jacobs still holding out? Or is he yes, he's still um, on holdout. I think Eckler signed one of those uh, contracts that had increased incentive, but I don't think it goes beyond this year. Right. Yeah. And Joe Mixon's definitely staying in because he yep. took a small pay cut. And then, mm-hmm. uh, then, of course, Derrick Henry. You, just, you never go, go wrong with Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Assuming he stays healthy, yeah. Yeah, but... Then, of course, you have Nick Chubb, who's always consistent. He's getting mm-hmm. much more bulk this year because Kareem Hunt's gone. Mm-hmm. And then, this might sound crazy, but I actually might put Reese Hall mm-hmm. for over for the over year, I think, above Saquon Barkley and mm-hmm. Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Just because he, he was on a great pace last yeah. year before he, for his, his, you know, before he went on IR and... Now that Aaron Rodgers is there, like he, he won't be the bell pile of the offense. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very helpful for him. Did... After that, uh, the last couple of running backs I'll mention, you know, mm-hmm. you got Bar- you got Saquon Barkley, you got Aaron Jones, who I, I think Aaron Jones will do great, you know, just because mm-hmm. that offense is trying to find its find itself, so he might be the most consistent part of that offense for the first mm-hmm. month or two, in my opinion. Uh, then I would definitely go Saquon. I mean, you can go either or mm. between Saquon and Aaron Aaron Jones. Yeah. Uh, Tony Pollard will be great, but mm. I, I just I honestly just because Mike McCarthy's calling the offense, I don't know. Mm. I, I would honestly pick him for all of the, all of those guys. And then the only reason I have Jonathan Taylor last is just you know I just I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? What. You know how long he's going to be out. Like at the very least, wait for round two mm-hmm. if to get him. Yeah. Uh, then, then you got then the last per- person I want to mention potentially in the first round is Bijan Robinson. Just cause oh yeah. <laughs> most times I am very hesitant. You know, going with an undecided in the first round, mm-hmm. but everyone's getting him. So you know if. Hmm, this is honestly tough for me. I, I would say go if you gut. But personally, unless those other players are chosen before, mm-hmm. except for Jonathan Taylor, just because I, I just I honestly don't know about the Jonathan Taylor situation. But if I was drafted today, all those players I mentioned, with the exception of Jonathan Taylor, I would choose wait mm-hmm. until choosing Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. And then for a receiver, you know, you got obviously the, the Tyree Kill, you have Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson, uh, a lot of Justin Jefferson's going number one in a lot of drafts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the way I would do it, I personally, I would personally go Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you can switch Stephon and Jamar around a little bit mm. just because 
I think, you know, from looking closely on the inside of the Bills, you know, it just, you can see that we were struggling. You know, Josh had the mm-hmm. elbow injury, you know, and on top of that, a lot of our receivers were mm-hmm. injured in the beginning of the year. Just the offense never was firing at all cylinders. You know, we got, mm-hmm. I think the offense would be a lot more efficient over a few years ago. So, Stefan, I think, might even hit 300 this year than a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, you know, is always a great choice. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Oh, yeah. Reception machine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I personally, uh, people usually chose C.D. Lamb after that, but I, mm-hmm. I honestly might even take uh, Ridley or Olave mm-hmm. over C.D. Lamb. Just again, just I just can't, personally, I just can't fully trust, even though I think Dak Prescott is great. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, definitely in, in the top 10, mm-hmm. or, or just in the top 10, I should say. But um, I just, again, I can't trust Mike McCarthy's play calling. So mm-hmm. he's definitely, CD Leo's definitely a top choice, but I would personally take Ridley Olave over him. And then, mm-hmm. uh, after that, you got Jalen Waddell. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad. Devontae Adams has the potential to be one of the three best receivers, but I just, I can't trust Mike McCarthy and then Jimmy Garoppolo's. It's looking like he'll start, but he might be still kind of sore in the first few weeks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last couple I did want to mention in the top kind of tier of the um, <clears throat> receivers, you have uh, uh, t- the two number ones, uh, one from San Francisco, you have Evo Samuel, and then you've got Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper has the potential, if Watson's back to his full strength, what, like mm-hmm. the player he was a few years ago, Cooper could might be one of the top three or top three, top five receivers potentially. You know, and again, mm, not wow. condoning or, you know, this is yeah. just the stinky thing about players mm, like this, but, you know, yeah. to outside of the personal world, mm-hmm. Watson is, has the potential to be a top, in my opinion, top 10, top 5 quarterback again. Mm. You know, and we don't know until we see it. Yeah. And also, the reason I had Debo down uh, this far is just because as great mm. as Debo is, San Francisco is kind of like a passing to every kind of player kind of team. Yeah. So, he, so you definitely want to get him because he's going to get the bulk of the receptions. Mm. But, you know, I would definitely pick one of those other receivers before that. Um, <clears throat> uh, back to quarterback, other than, you know, in my opinion, the players, you get number one. You know, you got Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. Kind of from mm. round two to, I'd say two to four. Definitely go for Burrow, Jackson, mm. uh, Watson, Herbert. Uh, and then Prescott. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, you got the middle tier kind of quarterbacks, you know, Jones, Fields, Geno Smith, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Rodgers, Wilson, and Goff. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. And then, of course, you got your tight ends. Uh, you got Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Uh, I, I, I Obviously, like I said earlier, Kelsey trying to take in round one. He's just that great. A receiver. He's usually always like 100, 150 points above the other tight ends. But I would say between round three to five, that's where I try to get a tight end after that. Just because the greater tight ends, you know, like top five to six, or after that, there's kind of a little bit of drop off in production usually. But, uh, you know, definitely uh, Andrews, Waller. I'm, I'm really excited to see what Waller's going to be like in uh, New York. 
Yeah. You got Hawkinson. I think Sills one of the better tight ends. You got Goddard. I think Kittle's gonna have a bounce back year. Mm-hmm. And then you got Schultz and Houston later on. I think Kyle Pitts still has a lot of potential. With the, the last quarterback I want to mention, and, I, I, and again, I might be biased because I'm a Bills fan, but like mm. I've always got him in the later rounds. Uh, I'm going to mention him in, in uh, under in the, you know uh, best ball, but I can't iterate this enough. Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid. You know, just you know, go if you got you know look look on the websites, but for the most part, he does not get picked until very very late. So, mm. you know, you know, I play it kind of safe. I wait till like round six to nine, and honestly, mm-hmm. I, I personally find that you know, like a safe investment because you have the snake snake round. You know, the way the snake draft works is you get another pick closer. The way snake snake format goes, it goes from one to ten or one to twelve or how, however long your league is. Then mm-hmm. for round two, it goes. You know, you know, if, if there's twelve people, fourteen people, or ten people, and so on, mm-hmm. that's how that round would start. So. Yeah. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid is a very safe investment. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit in the middle of the draft, kind of towards upper end of the draft, but he's still there. Definitely pick him. You know, he's a great, great, you know, great, great pick. Um, so just for the draft in general, mm-hmm. you got the stud players in the first two to three rounds. Then you got the consistent players. You know, you know, just listing them off right now. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at some of those receivers and. Running backs that are just, you know, like they're not going to be the stud players, but they'll give you a ton of mm. points. You know, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yep. I still think, I don't think he'll be back as great as he was with the Browns, but I think, you know, mm. Baker Mayfield might have some really great receiver options yep. to throw to. Uh, then you got T. Higgins, a great secondary, Brandon mm. Cooks. Uh, and another thing that I definitely want to. In, in, in fantasy, when you get to the mm-hmm. mid to later rounds, like even though you always want to look for the number one receivers on teams, you know, because that's a safe mm-hmm. investment. Because you know, for example, Terry McLaurin's most likely going to get the ball, you know, yeah, other receptions from Sam Howell, mm-hmm. you know, and, and other teams like that, or you know, or running backs that you know are they're the best weapon for that team. You know, you look at the Lions, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, other than I'm I'm on Ross St. Brown, you got their new running back. That should be a good pick. And, like, personally for me, from round four to eight. And then, you know, you just look at, you know, like I said, you know, you you got Williams Allen, uh, DK Metcalf. And then later on, you just, I personally do my own research. You look at teams, you know, that have good numbers for later on, you know, trying to find steals and, I would say in fantasy, you just go with your gut. You know, if you have players that, you know, you follow, you know, you think they can hit it off for a few games. Or, or for example, in the later rounds, you have mm-hmm. Isaiah Hodgins is, like, usually around pick 30 to 50, you know, even a little bit more. And, like, in my opinion, he's going to be the number one receiver mm-hmm. for, for the Giants, you know, because he came over with uh, with the head coach from the Bills when he was offensive coordinator. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things like that. And yeah. I personally definitely always get two quarterbacks. Uh, always, you know, you always get a decent quarterback in the later rounds. That's always thing, some things you want to look for. Like, I, I might be a little over-paranoid, but I usually get three quarterbacks just, just to be safe. Um, and usually get a steal. And speaking on the quarterbacks, uh, other things you want to look at, you know, 
wait for like the later rounds, but you know, I, out of all the rookie quarterbacks, I would definitely get Bryce Young mm. first, and then I would, um, I would say go Anthony Richardson next and CJ Stroud. Yeah. And again, mm. those are great low risk high rewards because you would lay, mm. wait later in the rounds to get them. Um, <clears throat> and then just you know, again, just in general with fantasy, you just you, sometimes you got to go with your gut. These are just some of my opinions. Mm. But, you know, just do that. And then, oh, and of course, you know, I always sometimes forget you got the kickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those ones you can honestly just go if you got, like, obviously I usually try to go for Justin Tucker because he's Mr. Automatic. Mm-hmm. You got Koo yeah. uh, in Atlanta. You got the last of the Killer Bees in Pittsburgh with Chris Boswell. <laughs> uh, Patterson's been killing it. Uh, yeah. Bucker, you know, Bucker's another great example of, having an all-star kind of uh, quarterback, you get a lot of extra points. So that's always another reason why Bucker's always there. So that's another thing. If some of the top four or five kickers are gone, always kind of look at, you know, some of the higher scoring teams because usually you get a lot of extra points. Brett Maher was that for me last year (laughs) before the playoffs, yeah. And you know, same with defense. You look mm-hmm. at you look at the teams that got the most like fumbles or sacks and stuff like that. You know, usually as long as you get one of the top ten or twelve, like people sometimes wait to the bitter end of the draft. But I would say somewhere between seven and nine, if you got a lot of <clears throat> good receive, you know, good receivers, running backs, and have a solid team, I would say it's worth grabbing a defense around there because the better teams they're usually like 30 to 80 points more than the lower tier teams in my opinion at the end of the end of the year i'm usually in the playoffs that's you know it's a safe investment the way i see it but uh that, that's that's what i think about uh regular fantasy this year very cool very cool and uh so the uh, new fantasy you want to get into is called best ball can you kind of explain the concept behind that and how you get good at it? Oh, yeah. So, best ball, first and foremost, there's no defense and kickers. So, mm. it's just exclusively quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Mm. But here, here's the cool thing. Best ball is as, it's, as it is, as, as it's worded. So, basically, instead of having a bench, mm-hmm. every week, whichever one of your players get, you have, if I remember correctly, um, you got a quarterback slot, two receiver slots, two running back slots, one tight end slot, and flex slot. The best of all your players uh, that score the most points will get will get placed uh, at, in your points. So that's what the fascinating thing is. So what you got to learn in best ball style drafts is you got to not only you do the research from the regular fantasy, you always want to go mm-hmm. to the higher play, pick players. You also want to look at players that even though you know they're not safe to you know, drafts, you know, for the whole season. For example, mm-hmm. one of our guys, Dawson Knox, or yeah. even Gabe Davis, they don't mm-hmm. kill it every single game, but you know for mm-hmm. a fact there's going to be a game where they can get yeah. 14 to 25 points or for Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. So you look for players like that in other teams, you know, and it's always, you know, it's always fun. And you got to be very creative, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, sorry, my neck, guys. <laughs> yep all battered up um so yeah you just you look for players like that you look at 
teams where you, for example, you know, like we know that Josh Allen's some of their people to go to sometimes is Gabe Davis, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, Dalton Kincaid's could be a big one because they've been connecting a lot. So that's another thing you want to focus on. So instead of getting players that are a little more safer for insurance, like in regular fantasy, you want to. You also want to do that at the same time. You want to get players that are you know will get you you know at least eight to fifteen points a few times in a season. So yeah, it's it's very fun. And again, I, I'm just starting it out now. So I would all again just in everything in fantasy, go with your gut, but also like kind of be smart and you know just in best ball and in fantasy, you know, just look you know between back and forth. You know, like I've noticed a lot of people when I draft, usually, uh, not all of them, but a good amount of them are just slaves to, uh, to like, to the draft board. You yeah. Know, like they, they kind of take it as code mm-hmm. where these positions are. Whereas especially in, in best ball, mm-hmm. even though like Gabe Davis does not make a lot of points, you definitely wouldn't want yeah. to get him as your number two or possibly if you, if you want to get a third tight end or number three tight end. Yeah. But I, honestly, I'd say two tight ends are safe. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just, because you know he's going to, you know, kill it those few rounds. Mm-hmm. And for example, one best battle, I was able to draft Travis Kelsey in my first round. I got Josh. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a calculated maneuver, but I wanted mm-hmm. to try it. I did a few best balls. I did, I got Josh. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I got Josh in the first round, but it was, mm-hmm. uh, I was towards the end of the draft. But I, I was actually the last person. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you know, I, I got Travis Kelsey because I knew Dalton Kincaid would be killing it. Mm-hmm. And Travis Kelsey is so good that I know that Dalton's good enough that yeah. I could use one of them in, in the flex spot a lot of mm-hmm. times. So just things like that. And again, just like research, uh, there's a lot of great channels to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Underdog Sports specifically, yep. they have great people. Uh, uh, Robin introduced me to bootleg football. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Brandon Perna and mm-hmm. uh, Tom Grossi on GPS kind of advertised it. I actually, they're actually, it's actually pretty fun. I actually nice. joined uh, one of their te- uh, fantasy leagues. They nice. Would, uh, they do two teams every episode. Mm. So, Sweet. Uh, the, and the, the last thing I do want to say in fantasy, mm. there, there's stuff for fun and there's stuff, you know, you, you bet with friends or like do that. There's nothing wrong with that, but I will want to say do not bet. If you do are going to bet, do not bet more than you can afford. You know, I know everyone says that, but, you know, you don't, you always got to pay attention because sometimes you don't recognize how much you're betting, you know. But, you know, just do it. If you have, if you have 20 or $10 every now and again, it's, it's fun to do. But even mm-hmm. just for free, you know, just, I love fantasy in general. So I hope a few of these uh, pointers helped. But, uh, yeah, some pretty good stuff and, you know, great video, uh, great YouTubers that uh, definitely go more yeah. in depth than I, than I do. But, uh, so yeah, this was a pretty fun episode. You know, yeah. I, I hope fantasy pretty close to my heart. I know Robin does too. But, uh, yeah. so one thing that we started last year, which we really would love, that we're mm-hmm. continuing this year, is every week, like mm-hmm. the last four weeks before the, the season officially kicks off, we go in depth each episode with two divisions. Mm-hmm. We usually just stay in the same kind of like, you know, for AFC West, then we'll do NFC West, for example. Yeah. That's going to be our first episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very excited. Uh, we're we're going to start with the AFC West and yeah. then, uh, talk about 
talk about the NFC West. And the fun mm-hmm. thing is, you know, especially speaking of the AFC West, uh, that's the division the AFC East is playing this year. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a very, very interesting mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Very exciting. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. But, uh, guys, it's always been great talking with you. This is Andy. And this is Robin. Uh, have a good week.